Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll leave, I leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. It is time for the Luke and Pete show where we basically take a look at your emails and read them out. <laughs> Do you even know what episode number this is? Fuck off, mate. Nah, don't hold him back. Sorry if you're in the car with your kids. Don't pin it. But they down. can fuck off too. Don't be listening to this with your kids. <laughs> don't be listening to this kids. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> Pete doesn't even know his kids. <laughs> Remember that guy? Hide yeah. your kids. Hide your wife. Because they're raping everybody up they're in here. Raping everybody up in here. <laughs> Oh, I wonder what that man's doing now. Um, uh, brilliant. That is brilliant. Of course, I remember it. But there's also, I, I was introduced to two really good, um, do you know when people on YouTube, and I, probably at this point I should say, that's Pete Donaldson, I'm Luke Moore, we are the Luke and the Pete on the Luke and Pete show. I saw two videos yesterday, just yesterday. Whoa, two videos? Shut your fat and mouth. They were both of people um, reviewing food products on YouTube. Right. Which is a thing, right? That's a thing. And one of them it's was a hang. One of them was the fu- the famous, and I hope you remember this, the famous um, guy reviewing Five Guys Burgers and Fries. Oh yeah, yeah, damn, 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 that guy. But the other one was this woman, 
um, into uh, reviewing. I think it was a woman. It might have been a man reviewing um, the Patty Labelle sweet potato pie. Have you seen that? No. Oh, oh no. It is good. Sweet potato pie. It's either a very effeminate man or a woman. Right. I forget which. And he or she turns into a like, pie. Patty Labelle. So singing all their songs and everything while he's eating oh, the pie. It's fantastic. Fantastic. If we were a properly joined up coherent show, we'd have had the video there, but we haven't. Do you remember the, um, um, oh, who's the guy who uh, goes around, <laughs> I can't remember even his bloody name now, but he goes around, um, oh, he says something's Peng. He's the chicken guy. He's oh yeah, chicken kid. connoisseur. Yeah, chicken connoisseur. He's like 25, but he looks about 10. He is so media trained as well. No question about <laughs> well, it. Well, no, is he? I don't know. His charisma is incredible. Oh, he's incredible. He's incredible. But then... Uh, didn't he fall foul of um, probably the Daily Mail or something because he was basically in this chicken shop with his mates and one of them was a convicted paedophile. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> not great. No. Not ideal. No, that is not good. No. I, if that's not true, I mean, is he going to have that much money to sue us? I don't care, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it. We're being sued by the chicken connoisseur. Uh, Just, oi, no news is bad news. No news is bad news. <laughs> as long as you spell our name right. Um, <laughs> we start on the show with a threat, with, with a, a challenge for someone to literally sue us. Good. A legal worry. Good. Um, Pete, uh, it's been a long time, or it feels like a long time since episode 62, where mm. we talked about the Steel City of Sheffield, Snooker. Um, you had a, a couple of astounding admissions, as usual. Um, a, a, a boy going through probably the most psychologically damaging part of his childhood that it's possible to imagine, <laughs> being taught sex education by his mother, who was also a teacher, in front of all his friends. Yes. Um, and that brings us to where we are today. What have you been up to over the last few days, uh, days mate? A few days. A few days. A few days. I turned to uh, the I'll big brother been, guy. Uh, I've been uh, sort of walking around and that, uh, doing bits and bobs. Um, you sorting me fence. What have I been doing? Um, not a lot, really. Uh, I interviewed Clive Owen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in a new TV show called Anon, I think. Seems a nice chap. Uh, yeah, he's a bit dull. Is he dull, yeah? Oh, he's a bit dull. But yeah, he's, uh, a bit, he's a bit rich. He's a bit... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's incredibly attractive. I could just, yeah. oh, he's got those big, lovely eyes. Do you know, that's a nice little theme, that's a nice little theme to talk about, actually, because um, if I remember I was, when I worked in music for a bit, I had to sit in on a listening session for the Scissor Sisters' second album. Right. Remember the Scissor Sisters? Animatronic. I was also in a she random bar in Japan and the um, Jake Shears. Yeah. Oh, maybe Scissors Shears. Yeah. Whoa. You okay? No. Um, anyway, so it's just me. Never. It's me and a couple of people that I worked with at the time at the label and um, the Scissor Sisters, basically. Right. And so there's about, I don't know, 10 people in the room. Put the record on and I'm sat there with the music playing. And I, no one really cared about my opinion, but I just had to be there for whatever reason. And Jake Shears, I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, that is the most handsome man I've ever seen in my life. Mm. I have never seen a more attractive person, men or woman, man or woman, so instantly attractive. It was almost like the, the face equivalent of like a really catchy pop song. Mm. And at that point I thought, yeah, this will work. So I get why this is successful. <laughs> because he is so attractive, so instantly attractive, and the music is so instantly gratifying that people just love it. It's like junk food. Yeah. Um, and he is the most handsome man I've ever seen. And I think... Uh, the only thing I would add to that is I don't really get starstruck when I rarely meet someone famous. But the one person that starstruck the shit out of me once was uh, Shane Ritchie. Shane Ritchie, wow. Just so much just see, charisma. But seeing someone who's so familiar to you because he's been all kinds of different things, just seeing, yeah. uh, uh, like, you don't have to be um, handsome or you don't have to be good looking. You just have to be iconic. You have to be around. You have to be familiar to people. You're like, oh my God, it's you. But you. Because you've seen this person in three dimensions, you, you kind of um, they seem otherworldly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's like seeing a football the first time. Like, yeah. Um, I, I remember doing um, 
I'm doing the red carpet, the Brits, and uh, I uh, did everyone that you'd usually get, you know, just usual like red carpet fraff coming up up the red carpet that we'd be interested. And then in rapid succession, um, Saint Vincent and Janelle Monet came up. Oh, brilliant! And I didn't know they were going to be turning up. I'd prepared questions for bloody Ed Sheeran and all the usual <laughs> nonsense we play, but um, great tunes uh, we play. <laughs> but um, but, uh, but then. Um, and then St. Vincent and, uh, and Janelle Monet, two of the most interesting artists uh, and, and striking women you've, you've, yeah. you, you, you'll see. And I just had nothing. The only thing I remember is that St. Vincent can do a... She's quite good at football. She is, yeah. <laughs> That's all I've got. Those two women... And Janelle Monet's going, look, your heart is good. Those Janelle two Monet, women take every box. Have you seen Janelle Monet's performance on Jules Holland? Uh, My goodness no. me. Which it is, song? It is like one? James Brown reincarnated. No, it's about five years old. Oh, what, the uh, tightrope then? Yeah, tightrope, that's it. It's that tightrope. song, tightrope. Yeah, check it out. It's worth looking at. Um, so I wanted to bring something to the table before we go in because I've got exciting news for everyone uh, who's been listening for a little while, and that is that Pilot We're Neil... We're stopping. No, Pilot Neil oh. has dropped in right. with, a, with another belter. Yeah. So we've been wondering where he's been. Okay. All will be revealed. And no, we're not stopping the show, Pete, because you've got nothing else to do. He's been in the air. He probably has been the whole time. Um, I have. I'm trying to break that 850 wangs record. <laughs> I forgot about that from yeah. last week. Um, Pete, I was looking... Someone sent me... Imagine fact, that was the first listen. Imagine that was someone's first listen. I always say and stuff to you like that. Yeah. But I, I said to you, it's not conducive to having a successful show if someone just randomly listens to a show and all of a sudden you're talking about getting an erection at six years old in front of a nurse. Somebody said... Somebody emailed in um, that they were listening to uh, one of the other finds, the Garnov uh, Productions um, abroad in Japan, and he was just confused about what we were. But he was enjoying it. So mm. there we go. I'm continually Hello. confused at what we are. Hello, that person. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com to get in touch. Anyway, Ewan Flynn is the man I want to get to. All right, Ewan. He's a friend of mine. I know right, him. Yep. He emailed me with a fantastic uh, shout. And what he had done, and I've got a bit of a fascination, and I know you have, Pete, too, and I've forwarded this to you, and you, you seem to, to enjoy it. Um, I've got a bit of a fascination with tragically bad 90s boy bands. Right. Okay, there was loads of them. They're not all take that. Well, every well, that's what I mean. When take that sort of came out, everyone wanted a crack, didn't they? It was in America. NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys led to um, God. Who was that three piece? Ah, three, three Latino lads. Three and they sang. Um, Where do you go, my lovely? Well, they, were, they weren't a boy band, were they? I wanna know. Yeah, they were. They're good looking young lads, weren't they? Just one that could play the guitar. I can't really remember them that well. Where uh, do you go, my lovely? Anyway, one of I would I, and I'd be very interested to listen uh, to to people listening in's uh, suggestions. But you and put me uh, put me in touch. Well, didn't put me in touch with. Made me aware of a nineties boy band called Email. Right. So, I think I can't believe you weren't aware of this rabble <laughs> because I think about this lot a lot. And you sent me a video of them. And I forgot one particular in- piece of information that's quite pertinent. They're all on rollerblades all the time. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and so they're called email, spelled E-M-A-L-E. It's like a 90s pun on email. Yeah. And uh, they've all got names beginning with E. So what they've done, and it turned out what, what's happened is they've taken five good-looking chaps from the West... Yeah. Okay, they've taken five chaps yeah. from the West End musical smash hit Starlight Express. <laughs> and as a result, their gimmick, their angle... Have they it, actually done that? Yeah, that's oh, what they, they did. Went, they t- what? They just went into the crowd and went, find, find me like four lads who can skate. No, because Starlight Express is on roller boots. Yeah, I know. Fi- yeah, sorry, fi- yeah, the, the, that's their brief. 
where do we go? We either go to Hyde Park and see the lads doing that. You know, I Hyde Park. I don't like that. Bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> it is a bit weird. It is I don't, just I don't really know weird. What it is. Yeah. yeah, I don't Because like the, every trick they do is a bit shit. Yeah. Mm. Lots of you do it, mate. I, I can barely kick. Flip. So they, they've basically found five men from Starlight Express. Express Chorus Line or something, yeah. and they've put them in a ah. band. And their angle is they're all on roller boots in the band. Fair play. I mean, they've 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 gone out with a brief, and they've got the right place because they're yeah. all rollerblade. Yeah, that's that's that all, box tick. And they that will be sing, tricky. And they can all sing. So kind uh, of, sort of. And Ewan put me in touch with um, a YouTube video, mm. which is, and this is delightfully nineties as well. Mm is the CD-ROM extra feature from the CD single. It used to happen every uh, every now and again. You'd get a CD, uh, but there'd be a CD-ROM little track um, that would be um, like an extra... Like you'd have the music video on it, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. That's the right. Music. Exactly right. This is like extra content on Quick the time. back of a terrible single. Mm. And everything would be programmed in a package called Macromedia Director, which was a precursor to, or a more um, permanent fixture when compared to Flash, R.I.P., so good, good digression. So what happened was, um, they clearly thought oh, we need to tell tell the um, the the, the throngs, assembled throng of, of 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 masses of fans that are going to love this band a bit about people. Yeah, who are in the band, and they've given them all um, names. They're called Easy, Elusive, Ego, Immense, and Enigma. Nice. <coughs> it's and, good, isn't and, it? And what happens next is this. Hi, I'm Adam, easy. And if you think it's easy, then it is easy. Hi, I'm JP, elusive. Catch me if you can. Hi, I'm Chris, ego. Always expect the unexpected. Hi, I'm Julian, alias Immense. Think big. Hi, I'm PT, enigma. And be a mystery to everyone else but yourself. Right. What was the second one? Uh, I can take it back. Take it back. Do it again. I just I'll like the way he says it. I'll take it back for you, mate. Hi, I'm Adam, easy. And if you think it's easy, then it is easy. <laughs> That's no, not no, a phrase. No, no, no. That's not a fucking no. saying. Second one. Hey, I'm JP, elusive. Catch me if you can. Ooh, catch me if you can. What do you think of that one? Ooh, catch me if you can. On me rollerblades. Hi, I'm Chris, ego. Always expect the unexpected. Hi, I'm Julian, alias Immense. Think big. Hi, I'm PT, Enigma. And be a mystery to everyone else but yourself. It's so... 90s. <laughs> It's so unbelievably shit. Dig it out if you can. It's dreadful. And what I like about this is, like, it, I, I've been obsessed with email for a while because I, I don't remember any of the... I, I think one of their songs is We Are Email. I think we it. are email. We can not fail. Yeah. I mean, they, they had one single and they did fail. Um, but <laughs> you, they say that they sort of... Because um, I, like, I just like the pun and the email was exciting. Like, they could have been yeah. called, like, America Online or something like yeah. that. They could have been called... Comp- Alta Vista. CompuServe. <laughs> yeah. Ask Jeeves. Um, but they, <clears throat> but they, they, they sort of went with that. And, and I like the fact that you say that they sort of went to Starlight Express. It just sounds and looks... The way they speak, the way they deliver those lines, it's as if they've never been in showbiz before yeah. in their lives. It's as if you've gone to, like, a builder's cafe in just East got London five people. And went and just got five blocks. Because yeah. they look like, like labourers. Yeah, they do. Every last one of them. They do. And my final... Think big. My my final catch me if you can. My final catch um, me if you can. My final uh, piece of trivia about this band, which I think is even more amazing, mm. is that so back in those days in the nineties, because everyone was obsessed with take that E seventeen all the rest of it, and there was money to be made, and the internet didn't ruin the music industry at that point, and all the rest of it. They were just they were just scrabbling around for any group of men yeah. or boys or whatever teenagers who could just be in a band, right? And they obviously set on this gimmick with the roller boots. 
And because they were signed to, I think, East-West Records, because anyone could get signed then, mm. they obviously had an industry launch party. I looked into this, and they invited all the good and great of the media and music industry and everything to get everyone excited about email who were going to come out and do a performance on roller boots. And the roller boots thing was a big thing, right? Um, <laughs> they invited people, and guess how they invited them? It's going to be through post, isn't it? They sent, physically sent, one roller boot with an invite attached to it saying, if you want the other roller boot to get your free set, come to this show. That's, that's great. That's great marketing. You like that's that? Fantastic. You like you get, that? You get sent all, all, crap all the time, but then you are just walking through Soho with two roller boots. Yeah. If you want the other one, if you want to make... Because the thing, the deal with, the, 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 if I was like a, a, a coke-addled exec, I'd be like, right, I go to this, I get a full set of roller boots, and... <laughs> The wife can't get annoyed at me staying out all night and getting, you know, you know I'm getting off my head. I'm thinking because I've got the kids some roller boots. I've come back <laughs> with some roller boots. If you want, <laughs> that's the end of your point. Is yeah. It? If you want, I'm thinking it from the other side. I'm thinking if I'm the guy signing off the money for this, I'm thinking this is costing me hundred quid a head because <laughs> roller boots aren't cheap. So <laughs> it's a big gamble for a band who are clearly no good. I don't. Think- they were premium rollerblades. No, they can't have been. They cannot have been usable. Just a, just, and also, oh, wow. I can't think of anything that would less incentivise me to go to an event I'm than saying, a... you get some free roller boots. Actually, I mean, uh, I guess they'd be adjustable, wouldn't they? But they wouldn't, I, I, I think they'd, they come in shoe they'd, sizes. They'd have to be roughly the right size. Oh, it's, it's just all a mess. That's the nice point. Guys. I, and I think, in summary, before we move on to emails, I think in summary, and thanks for, for putting that to us, Ewan, but in summary, I think... If you want to understand the 1990s, I think you would do well to read up on the story of email. And vanilla. Who are vanilla? Vanilla were a... Oh, phenomena. Yeah. Okay. Don't, ba- get, and, don't get fresh with me. And Bad Boys Inc. Bad Boys Inc. Uh, Let Loose. If Let Loose can't make a success of it, I don't think email's got much of a chance, to be honest, because Let Loose, Crazy View, was a banger. But um, Can I do it or not? No. Do we need that? I, did it. I was doing it down WhatsApp to you yesterday. You were. Um... And for very, very quickly, finally, there was a BBC documentary that went out quite late on BBC Two, where they obviously the BBC on became email. Because, no, they, well, similar. They became obsessed with the idea of putting together boy bands and how they were assembled and all the rest of mm. it. And they did a documentary series called "A Band Is Born," right. which resulted in a band called a band, a boy band called Upside Down, um, becoming made. They flopped, but one of them, I think, is now quite a celebrated writer of historical fiction. Oh, I see. Can't remember his name. <laughs> anyway, should we have a break and then do emails? Yeah, it's just nice to find out where George R. R. Martin got started <laughs> in many ways in in a crappy boy band. Hang on, I got I got to wait for uh, I got to wait for the system to load up. <laughs> George yeah, R. R. Martin. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about ufos you know that i'm interested in ufo sightings but peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast so instead i'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries i absolutely love it it's called this paranormal life and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians rory powers and kit greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey! Hey! What are you doing? 
Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening Thank to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light your dickhead. York. Okay, Luke, don't gunge me, mate. Pipe down, Pete. I told you never to argue with the customers. <coughs> oh, you're having a terrible time, aren't you? I've got. I, I do apologise to Still anyone listening lug. if the cough is annoying them, but there's nothing I can do about that. Still I'm afraid. We've got the lurk. Andrew sent us an email. Andy, Hello, does he Andy. like to be known as Andy? Andy email. Um, Hello, chaps. I mean, listen to Pete uh, talk about his flawed ankles and his aversion to seeing injuries to them. I can maybe help explain why he's so prone to them. I myself am similarly afflicted and have spent an ungodly number of hours in Glasgow's A&E rooms waiting to be seen. On my last trip. I was offered some insight into why it keeps happening, and it's apparently due to the ankle bone being chipped and worn down with each sprain as the ligament moves over it. That means that the ligament is now able to move more freely than being held in place by the bone when put under tension. Yeah, I saw this email. Ah. I didn't think you'd want to read it because I thought it might make you squeamish. It's upsetting, isn't it? Well, I've done it uh, over the weekend. I rolled my ankle. Just a little one. Just Did a little cheeky one. Need to put some supports on there, mate. Yeah, but like I'm walking normally, like with my shoes on, and then I... <laughs> I'll just roll my ankle. It's Why weird. do you feel you're walking on air? I think that's Bad Boys Inc. Is it? I think so. It's one of them. Step by step. Ooh, baby, that was New Kids. Yeah, the but they are different class compared they to They are ones. different class. I Go like on. the song Tonight from that band. The good well, um, group. Tonight. Di- 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 ding, 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 yeah. Tonight. A little bit before my time, but it's still enjoyable. Well, I guess we're on the way after all. Diddle, 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 diddle. That's tonight's oh, night, yeah. isn't it? Every yes. time we hear the curtain call down, 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 down. Yeah, yeah. See the girls with the cars and the hay, yeah. That's what I mean. So it's, it's, it's quite a complex song. Tonight, down, 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 tonight. If you listen back to the early New Kid stuff, it's all put together by Morris Starr, I think from Five Star, I think. Right. And the production is so tinny. It's really? so bad. Honestly, you can actually hear, Pete, when NSYNC and Backstreet Boys come in and revolutionised that American boy band movement. They, they sound so much more professional. It's like night yeah. and day. But I used, I, to like, I used to like New Kids. Mm. Cover Girl <laughs> is an absolute belter. New Kids. Cover Girl. Cover Girl. Oh. oh, oh, she's my cover girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that the same tune as, oh, oh, oh wrestle me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little bit, yeah. Little bit. Pump it yeah. up, pump it up. Anyway. Go on, Andrew. Uh, thank you very much, Andrew, for that uh, message. Actually, um, uh, speaking of wrestling, Stuart Saint says... Uh, uh, the oddest party trick you've ever seen. Uh, when I was seven, a lad who stood on, on my street uh, with his grandparents tried to impress the local children uh, by putting the head of his razor Ramon uh, wrestling toy in his arse. <laughs> still attached to the body. That's funny. That's Dildo, sort of you... doing your arse is with it, a wrestling figure is it to wrong, impress people. Is it wrong to say that I could I've had some dates go wrong. I could imagine you doing that as a kid. What, me jamming? Yes. On my arse. And um, you, it's funny you picked that one out because I picked one out. Um, I'm going to get to Pilot Neil in a minute, mm. but I picked one out from um, Mark, who similar sort of theme. Uh, he says, "Hello, um, in in year nine, we had a supply teacher in our art lesson, and as we were quite an unruly school, he decided he wasn't going to get any real work out of us. 
So he settled for a class talent show instead. What a great idea. Um, <laughs> I mean, he shouldn't be in an educational job if he's going to do that. But uh, he said, proudly t- I proudly told everyone I could regurgitate sweets as I had discovered years earlier that I could basically half swallow a small object and hold it at the back of my throat. No one had one, but for some reason, one of the girls offered her rubber. For American <laughs> listeners, eraser. Uh, I placed it into my mouth and attempted to do the trick, but I just ended up swallowing it whole in front of everyone. <laughs> I, I write that a lot. <laughs> I write this. Like, watch this. It, rem- it reminded me when I was a kid, I went, I could do that thing, you know, when you spit a little bit and then you suck up the spit, yeah. like without it touching the floor. I discovered <laughs> I could do that and I went over to like, a bit of a bully and went, hey, watch this. And I went and <laughs> spat on his bag and uh, he told the teacher. He didn't even beat me up, he just went straight at the teacher. He's no bully. Mr. Wright was furious. Can I just finish his email from Mark because it's uh, it's a great ending. He says, I rightly got the piss taken out of me and the girl never got the rubber back. I wasn't the biggest weirdo that day, however, as another lad claimed he could fart the alphabet. (laughs) Brackets, he couldn't. (laughs) We we, we had a lad who, um, that would take some genuine self-control in the bot-bot area, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, Big time. We did a little uh, one. uh, When I was a kid, I could... um, could On my bedroom floor, I remember kind of like, if you'd get into like a kind of like a, how a dog would stand. Oh, God, please, please, I just beg you, please, just think about, please, 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 just think about what you're about to say. It's all I ask. If you want to say it, say it, but just think about I'm it I'm just first. saying I could do it. I could do, I could pump on uh, demand because <laughs> I could suck it in. Okay, that's not as bad as the way no. it might have been. Um, but there was a lad at school who was much better at doing it than me and he was world famous, but I never... Did it as a performance. Famous. He was like, he was like school famous that he could do it by. He would get on the floor, soak in a lot of air, and smash but out some bangers. Just for those on, t- smash out some <laughs> some Bronx cheers, some air biscuits. Yeah. Um, just for those listening at home, or I imagine on tenterhooks right now, can you go some way towards explaining your technique? How? What do you mean when you say suck an area? What do you mean? Well, like, um, get on the floor up, now. You'd on you'd you'd get on you'd get on the floor in on all fours with your bum in the air. <laughs> And you would untighten your sphincter, and it would, um, for whatever reason, <laughs> like, like you, know, you know, when this, you know, when the, the water's gone out of a bath, it would sort of do that, and, um, and then, then you could let rip. Oh my god! But would, it would only happen very. I could only do it like very rarely, but I just remember sort of doing it. Just remember doing it. Right. So, how many pairs of underwear is that? <laughs> You do that on a war memorial. You yeah. get, just, that isn't right, is it? Oh, my mess. goodness me. I, the only thing I can remember, which is very tame, but I'll, I'll say it anyway, is that... Um, well, I like about last, last episode, erection in front of a nurse. I know. It's a six-year-old. Similar sort of age, me sucking air into my arse. Stick to what you know, that's what no, I'm saying. No, I know, right? Um, I can remember, this is very tame in comparison, but just because it springs to mind. I remember getting invited to a kid's like birthday party when I was about nine. Mm. And um, for I don't know why I did this, but for some reason, like the girl whose party it was, who I think I was probably quite sweet on at the time, she's called Lois. Oh, God, <laughs> God, that's what she's doing now. Fuck. I know, Lois, weird name, right? I don't think I've ever met a Lois since. Was there a Cagney and a Lacey as well? Yeah. It just sounds I mean, just like a... This like would have been the 80s. Yeah. Um, and, she, <laughs> and she, and she um, said, I think I might have got there a bit late or something. And she said, oh, do you want a drink? And I said, oh, yeah, thanks. And she went into the kitchen with me, and we were both on our own in the kitchen. And mm. I, I don't know why I did this, but she was like, oh, we've got cordial. Do you want cordial? And I said, yeah. And because I was on my own with her, I guess I was just trying to impress her. Mm. I said, she went, oh, how much water do you, how much cordial do you want? How much water do you want? And I said, oh, no, I drink cordial, just neat. 
like I was some like sort of like, like I was some sort of like saloon no dwelling space. like gunman. <laughs> and she went, oh, okay, fine. And I was like, right. And I thought she was going to go, wow, that's really cool. But she didn't. She just sort of said, there you go. And I just basically had to stand there with it and like drink it and like sup on it. <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> thing. I don't know why I did that. I guess that would work, I suppose. Probably I mean, would. You know, immense. <coughs> isn't it? But isn't it great? Like sort of growing up, like girls and I guess boys as well um, would have no idea that um, lads were sweet on them. They just wouldn't have any idea. Oh, no, yeah. And you'd just spend all your time trying to do the coolest thing. But the, the coolest thing that a, a seven-year-old or eight-year-old thinks is cool. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I, th- I think it was a, a perfect storm between boy- girls not realising that boys <clears throat> are essentially, as long as soon as they get a certain age, boys are essentially, for the, in some cases, the rest of their life mm. trying to show off to impress girls. Yeah. And, and, and at that age, girls just being completely oblivious. Mm. I mean, that happened all the time, right? No, it's incredible. It's, I mean, that happens to you a lot now, doesn't it? <laughs> um, can I do a bit on... I've promised this, and I should really deliver. Um, Pilot Neil's got to get back in in, in, in the mix-up, hasn't get he? Get in the mix-up, Pilot Neil, for crying out loud. Pilot Neil um, caused great controversy back a few episodes ago, probably about 10 or 15 episodes ago, where he talked about taking some very precious cargo, which was evidence... On in the cockpit of his plane okay. um, for a court case, and some people picked them, picked him up on it, and said it couldn't happen, and then it went back and forth. It went on for ages. It went on for ages, like that bit in the office when they wonder whether um, Spock is half man and half Vulcan. Um, <laughs> I had to go home. Let's get on with the quiz. Um, Pilot Neil's got back in touch. He says, uh, "Hi, hi, Luke. Hi, Pete. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me." I've got a bad cough. Just a quick note to let you know, all is well, and I'm still listening to the podcast. Yay! You asked where I've been. Well, if you must know, I was on my hands and knees trying to scrub dog mess out of the upstairs carpet while listening to your latest episode. Just doing my bit to dispel the notion that the Wham! Video Club Tropicana is an accurate representation of an airline pilot's life. Someone's just throw it out the window like uh, the detective. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, that's a reference for the kids, Neil. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> despite the task in hand, I was... He's a qualified pilot. He's not going to be 18, is he? Christ. How old do you think he is? Uh, I think he's th- he's got a youthful vigour. Thirty-five. I reckon he's probably in his early forties. Ooh, yeah. Do you he's got that lovely pilot's um, kind of salt and pepper? Hair oh, I hope so. I hope so. Oh, in my mind, he cuts a dash. Oh, he lovely. cuts a massive dash, and not just because he's got um, uh, two kilograms of uncut cocaine. <laughs> um, despite this task in hand, I was given more power to my elbow from by the messages from George in Baltimore, who we heard from earlier, and Suram in Mumbai, both giving credence to my story about transporting cocaine from London to India on the flight deck of the plane I was operating. Um, happy to have those two as my uh, wingmen. I do have a photo with me with said package on the flight deck that would dispel any doubt once and for all, but I am loath to put it out there for obvious reasons, out of order, Neil. Um, we can be trusted. Uh, you've seen a sealed plastic bag. You've seen a man in a short sleeve Wallace Arnold coach driver's shirt. Use your imagination. Um, um, he's, I mean, and his nose is covered in the shit. Yeah. It's, it's like, all in his tash. He's like, say hello to my little friend. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about um, pilots is they do all wear the bus driver's, um, the bus driver's yeah, they shirt. Do. Yeah, the short Presumably shirt. because they don't want to knock any instruments. Yeah, maybe. buttons with their... Yeah. Uh, with, definitely, I think, I reckon. Hello, uh, Pilot Neil. This is the cabin crew director. And um, what's it here we flying to? Anywhere you fucking want, baby. <laughs> Anywhere you want, baby. You want me to go 70,000 miles high? I'll fucking <laughs> hit the sub, baby. Uh, Pilot Neil, you've left the um, the PA light, uh, uh, speaker on so all the passengers can hear. I fucking know. I know. <laughs> I'm going to fly loop the loop. Anyway, Neil says, my ears pricked up again when I heard you discuss the topic of flight deck visits. However, and so I thought I'd share another story with you that you can call bullshit on if you like. We are indeed more than happy to have people come up and say hello before we get going or after we've arrived at our destination. And it's a great way to kill some time 
when there's a delay on the ground. I thought I'd share the story of my mate Andy, he really, who at the ultimate flight deck visit back in the late 80s, and this is brilliant, Pete, by the way, mm. when he was just 12 years old. 12-year-old Andy really aspired to become a pilot and learned that Concorde was to visit Manchester Airport, which wasn't far from where he lived. It was only going to be there as part of a static exhibition, i.e. it wasn't going to be putting on a flying display, but people could look at it from the outside and take photos. Keen as mustard, my mate wrote to the airline beforehand to explain what he wanted to do when he grew up and asked if he would be able to meet the crew on the day and have a look around the inside of the aircraft. To his amazement, they sent back a letter and told him to present it to the crew on the day. Can you imagine that, Pete, the excitement? Yeah, getting an official letter from uh, British Airways that ran uh, Concorde, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Eventually, the day of the air show arrived, and he took the bus to the airport by himself, as both his parents were unable to go. I love that. No, we're not going. I know it's <laughs> yeah. your passion, your hobby, but it's up to you. You're 12 now. Do your own thing. <laughs> um, brandishing his letter, he was whisked through the crowds and the barriers on board and was giving a um, personalised tour of the aircraft by the pilots. This was already more than he had ever expected, but his 12-year-old mind was blown shortly thereafter when the captain asked him what he was doing later that afternoon. They were just going to fly the empty Concorde back to Heathrow. And would he like to come along for the ride and sit on the flight deck? I cannot imagine. I mean, this guy better have become a pilot. Did it say that he became a pilot in the end? Well, you're going to have to wait and see. <sighs> but this is the untold story of 9-11. <laughs> was this the Air France one? Oh, no. <laughs> um, I reiterate that he was there without his parents. Uh, it was before the advent of mobile phones, and he was 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> imagine being kidnapped by Concorde. The first his mum knew of what happened was when he called home from a payphone in London to tell her not to worry. He'd basically just been abducted, flown to London on Concord, <laughs> and abandoned at Heathrow. Brilliant. But he'd be taking the bus home shortly and would be there a bit later than expected. This being the 80s, nothing more came of it, but I stress that it wouldn't happen these days. I appreciate this sounds like a mate of a mate story, but you'll just have to take my word on it, as did Andy. As I did wow. Andy. Happy landings, give up the good work. I would have lost my mind if that was me. <laughs> That is the fanciest way to get abducted, isn't it? It's, it's, beats, a, beats a van. Are they, tra- are, they <laughs> treat- are they treating you well? I'm in first class. I'm, I'm, he's on the flight deck for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, it's true, yeah. Concord. Yeah. And that had a tiny little nose. I bet there was very little room up there. Um, fellow fellow officer, you, you realize, I mean, he's 12. <laughs> he, he shouldn't be on the, on the controls. <laughs> <laughs> he can't see over the steering wheel. That's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I, wow. feel, I feel like that should have been in the news, really. <laughs> Being kidnapped by Concord. Wonderful. <laughs> I wonder pilot if. Neil, um, pilot Neil's smashing out of the park once again. I think he just describes him as my mate Andy. He doesn't say whether he's a pilot now or not. Mm. So. Well, I hope he is if he's had that kind of start. Imagine oh, if, went, if he just had that amazing experience and just went, nah, fuck it. Nah, I don't want it. I don't want it, yeah. Yeah, it's not <laughs> as good as I thought it would be, actually. Have we spoke about Concord before on this show where uh, I think I remember um, going to the roof of my building for Concord's final flight. What do you mean the roof of your building? The roof of my building in London where I was working uh, on Concord's final. Oh, what year approach. was that? God, it must have been 2000. And... I'm going to guess five okay. or something. No, you didn't tell me that, I don't think. Uh, I was working for the Association of London Government at 59 and a half Borough High Street. The most 80s things that ever happened. Phil Collins on Concord Live Aid. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was such a quick, such a quick plan. Such a quick plan. I think if you flew, I, I think I'm right in saying if you flew to New York from London, you arrived before you left. Yeah, because true. of the time. Oh, really? Because of the time hours. difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they would have done. Mm. That's spooky, isn't it? So if you kept doing that, you'd actually get younger. Yeah. And would Concord get, what happened to Concord then? Why did that die? <laughs> Keep it doing it, expensive. Pete, and then you go back to six years old and you can get your old penis out again. Right. 
Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, right. Right, well, thanks for getting in touch, part Neil. <coughs> it's nice to hear from you. Neil, oh, I need yeah, Pete to do a Ben Carter because I'm struggling. Yeah, it, comma. Um, <coughs> right, um, here's the Ben Carters. Hello, a fun conspiracy theory from Mr. Philip Mann. Thanks, P Man. Philip Mann. Yeah. He just got bored of saying the rest of his name. <laughs> I am a man. Man. Uh, hello, Luke and Pete. Uh, you may already be familiar with this, uh, but I want to share something that I think may pique your interest. In 1951, residents of a small village in southern France uh, were struck down with a bizarre illness that still has experts and scientists trying to understand the official cause today. Uh, on August 16th, uh, 1951, the rural inhabitants of Pont-Saint-Esprit. Uh, Pont Saint Esprit became overcome with uh, mass insanity and hysteria, experiencing terrifying hallucinations featuring terrifying beasts and fire. <coughs> More than 250 people were involved, including 50 persons in, interned in asylums and leading to four deaths. Uh, among the more horrifying incidents in the episode, one man tried to drown himself, screaming that his belly was being eaten by snakes. Uh, an 11 year old tried to snag, uh, strangle his dr- grandmother. Uh, another man shouted, I'm a plane! before jumping out of a second floor. Our window breaking both of his legs. That wasn't the kid he got on Conkle, was it? <laughs> I'm a plane. Um, uh, who sang that song, I'm a Bird Now? Uh, Anthony and the Johnsons, Johnson's yeah. <laughs> I am a bird now. Um, I have uh, a very good impression of a man from the Tinder Sticks. Go on. Um, can't remember any Tinder Sticks songs. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't use it often then. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, we travel life. We travel life. We travel. Google travel light, traveling light by the Tinder Sticks. We are patient. Things like that. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, strangled grandmother. I'm a plane jumping out the window. Oh, it's the live version. It's not live work. version. Get stuff, mate. He then uh, got up and carried on for fifty yards after breaking both of his legs, which I quite like. Uh, another saw his uh, heart escaping through his feet and begged a doctor to put it back. Many were taken to the local asylum in straitjackets. The magazine Time wrote of the incident shortly after. Among the stricken delirium arose, patients uh, thrashed wildly on their beds, screaming that red flowers were blossoming from their bodies, that their heads had turned to molten lead. Huh. So, specific. an unprecedented event was, this, uh, was uh, eventually sought. The best-known local baker had uh, unwittingly contaminated his flour with ergot, <laughs> or ergot, a, uh, a mould, a hallucinogenic mould that infects rye grain and can cause all kinds of horrible things like gangrene and dangerous convulsions. Another popular theory of the time, uh, that the bread had been tainted with mercury. Uh, it's pretty spectacular. Like, like, like mad as a hatter. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Uh, however, questions have uh, persisted as to whether these organic poisonings could have been responsible for the violent outbreak of freakish behaviour seen in uh, uh, Pont Saint-Esprit. Uh, no formal challenge to the accepted diagnosis of this particular uh, uh, situation came until 2009 when... HP uh, Alborelli Jr., an investigative journalist, made the extraordinary claim uh, that the outbreak resulted from a covert experiment released, or rather directed, by the CIA. Alborelli unearthed a CIA document oh, labelled... Oh, MKUltra. Uh, yeah, uh, basically, um, there's a document labelled uh, regarding Pont Saint-Esprit and F. Olsen files, SO span France operation file, inclusive Olsen intel files, hand carry to Berlin... Uh, tell him to see that it, these are buried. Berlin was David Berlin, the uh, ex- executive uh, director of the Rockefeller Commission, created by the White House in 1975 to investigate abuses carried out worldwide by the CIA. F. Olsen is Frank Olsen, a CIA scientist who at the time of uh, Point uh, Saint-Esprit 
uh, incident-led research for the agency into the drug LSD in a program known as MK Ultra. At the height of the Cold War, the U.S. experimented with a program experiments on human subjects uh, that were designed and undertaken by the U.S. Central Intelligence Say it. <laughs> <laughs> and many uh, of which uh, were illegal at the time. It gets so hot in the studio. I get sleepy. You know, Frank Olsen was a guy who um, he was covertly um, given a lot of LSD by his boss. And so he chucked us out of a window and killed himself. Oh, lot, no. That MK Ultra stuff is, is serious. Oh, it's, no. It's mad. Well, that's basically why we don't know anything more about it, because uh, Olsen did indeed um, get dosed by uh, the CIC super, supervisor and chucked himself out of a 30 oh. story New York City hotel room. Yeah, mad. One of the more bizarre incidents during the murk history of the Cold War era CIA during the 1950s, 60s and 70s. Might not be true, might be true, might be the Baker, might be Mercury, might be L.S. Flippin' D. And if you're interested in that kind of the side of it, the CIA side of it, I can't recommend enough John Ronson's book, The Men Who Stare at Goats, uh, which is all about that kind of thing. Very, uh-huh. very interesting. Is that in that? Uh, huh? Was that in that? It's uh, the MK Ultra thing is. that mm. Not not the Ponce Esprit uh, Situation, which I guess people don't really know what that was, but sounds like a really unlikable Wimbledon um, ultra organization. Yeah. Um, wow. Cool, thanks cool. for that. Thanks for that. Sorry for the terrible reading, but I got all sleepy. I think we're used to it these We've days. We've done right? three podcasts today, mm. varying different flavors. Um, I've done five. Have you done five on the continent, mate? On the, do you do the mailbag as well? Did the mailbag today, yeah. Back it out. No rest for the wicked. Too much, too much, Luke. I'll Someone's got to keep those uh, pen, pencil pushes down City Hall in line, Pete. Yeah, they can't. George from Baltimore can't do it on his own. <laughs> and if they don't like it, I'll chuck a me badge. Um, yeah. Right, we'll be back next week with more of this nonsense. Yeah, we will. And um, we'll hopefully have cooled the studio down somewhat. <laughs> we got an air conditioner out there, but we haven't have we, fitted have it. We not yet. set it up yet. We've got to get it in time for the World Cup. World Cup. Um, don't forget to check us out um, on um, iTunes or wherever you get your pods, the Luke and Pete show. Uh, if this is your first episode, subscribe so you never miss one again. Tell your friends, you cunts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave us a review on iTunes. Don't use a C word. Uh, and uh, check out all the other uh, podcasts put together by Radio Stakhanov by going to radiostakhanov.com. Yeah, abroad Japan, cunts. Uh, I can't say that the bag said revisited. No, it'd be out of order, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't be out of order, but I like I'm not involved. Burke and Revisited is a fantastic yeah. show and you should listen to it. Yeah. There you go, we'll leave it at that. Cunts. <laughs> <laughs>
in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead.